So if you remember from our Godzilla episode at the end, we picked uh, randomly Minority Report. Yeah, um, uh, about that. Again, who the fuck picked Minority I think, Report? I think it was our friend, Mr. Uh, T. Mr. T, okay. Not not, not, Mr., not Mr. T. Yes, he doesn't pity the fool, he just pities us, because we have to watch these movies. Mr. T.H. So you didn't like Minority Report? No, actually I did. I, yeah, didn't, really I did. didn't like the last one. What okay. was it? Splice. Splice, right. yes. So, uh, no, it was fucking awful. Minority Report, um, how did you guys think can, about it? Can, I think first oh, oh, we, we should, should explain what it's about. We should! Let's, Let's do this right. <laughs> ten points for Jessica. Yay! Bing. It's like ten points for Gryffindor only. Yeah. Ten she, points yes. for Gryffindor. So. Well, she's clearly a Weasley. That's true. She's got that ginger thing going on. Yeah, but who say all Weasleys have to be in Gryffindor? Uh, the book says that. Yeah. Does it? I'm yeah, every Weasley's been in Gryffindor. All seven children and both parents. Even what's his name, Percy? Yeah. Even Percy's been in Gryffindor. And if there was ever and a really Hufflepuff. Gryffindor... He's a Hufflepuff. He really was a Hufflepuff. Yeah. In any case, sorry. Um, as I said, oh. nerd, 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 nerd. <laughs> I would like to explain Minority Report. I think Jess volunteered. Okay, so Minority takes Minority Report takes place... I think I missed the year. It was roughly 80 years ago? 2052. 2052 or 54. 54. Okay. Wow. So, not, okay, not as far in the future as I expected, but um, takes place in 2054, and um, there is a new technology which allows um, the police... Or a, a sect of police. The pre-crime division. The pre-crime division to detect and prevent crimes before they happen. So they they use people who have precognitive abilities to uh, anticipate these crimes. They track down the people who committing the crimes, arrest them, yeah, and before put them they before in, before they commit the crime. Before they commit the crime, so the crime has not actually been committed. Um, and they arrest them and... Put them in, like, stasis. Yeah. They don't even put them in jail. They put them in stasis. It sounded like a pleasant stasis. It, it well, was like they, they just... put them in the Matrix, basically. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I could dig the Matrix. I'm just saying. Do Apparently I get Keanu Reeves powers? There. No. Um, so... <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, so, so I, I need of... to stop tweeting during the episodes. So that's kind of the setting. Um, what happens is the the head the the, the second in command of the pre crime. I thought he was more. Than, I thought he was the head of the bit. I think at he, some point they call him the second. In, no, no. Well, he was the head he cop. The head, he, yeah, he right. was the head of pre crime. I don't think he was the head of all right, crime. Right. He wasn't the head he, administrator. Right. Yeah. I was thinking of a different part where the, the where they call somebody else the second in command because um, Tom Cruise's character John is the head of the pre crime division. Uh, he things go kind of to shit when uh, he is actually. Uh, comes up as the uh, as 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 the, as the accused, the, the accused, or, the, or, the, or the criminal in, in a in one of these precognitive murder visions, and, and, and you know the victim is no one anyone knows. Yeah, there's yeah. like random Joe Schmo. Um, and it kind of plays on a little bit, sort of what happens when there's precognition, but the person who is part of the prophecy knows the prophecy. I think, yeah, I think it was, I think it was a step up above. Like, I don't know how many people have. Like, I haven't read it, so I'm ba- I'm a bad sci-fi geek. But I've watched Paycheck. I haven't seen. I haven't watched or read it. And it's a similar, like, it's well, a similar. I have it right here, actually. Oh. Yeah, the short story book. That. Yeah, I've got the it's, collection of. Uh, it's still okay, Dick. Short stories. It's a similar bent. Only with paycheck, it really like doesn't change. He provides himself with everything he needs to work the future the way he wants it to work. Whereas in this one, it seems more like uh, there is that idea of if I know what I'm going to do, I cannot do it. I can alter 
the, the future. I don't know. There, there's there's some of that, but I think he he does wind up kind of self fulfill or not maybe not self fulfilling, but fulfilling the pro, you know the prophecy anyway. Yeah, but because if he just, I mean, at the end, he doesn't really, have the climax. Think, no, no, I mean they they do they they do kind of show that he has some free will and some choice, but he does things throughout the the movie throughout his like running away from mm-hmm. the cops that just takes him one step closer to this prophecy. True. I also I found it very kind of strange and entertaining the lengths he went to to not hurt anyone. Like especially when the cops peg him like the one time in the alley. Like he goes to significant lengths to just not hurt anyone. Um, for the record, I want to give a shout out to the most awesome weapon ever, the six stick. Oh, that was the that's the one of the oh, weirdest. Where you yeah. you get poked and, and you, you projectile puke. on it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the puke rod and the six stick. I like. I just I can't. I can only imagine every time I see it, I think of Cartman. For some reason, I think that Cartman's signature weapon from South Park should be the six stick. <laughs> I, I honestly wonder how they come up with that, that weapon. Because they had a team of, like, scientists mm-hmm. come up with a tech for this movie to be vaguely realistic. And someone said... Right, it was a great thing. They, they pulled together this think tank. I don't know if you were aware of this or not. Yeah. And, like, you know, they all... They all basically, Spielberg was just like, okay, I want a realistic interpretation of where technology is going to be in 54, where it could be. And that's the six thing. And someone goes, I don't think I, I guess I'll poke you and you to puke. <laughs> well, think about it this way. When you're puking, are you really gonna go anywhere? I mean, you're pretty much maybe, incapacitated. Maybe it was supposed to be, like, some kind of pressure point, or... I don't know. This isn't Fist of the North Star, where, you know, I poke you in three places and your head explodes. <laughs> no, they're just, like, for some reason, they give some sort of weird sonic frequency or electric pulse, and you've... Like, you saw them the first time someone got poked with that stick, it went, like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everywhere. It was, like, something out of Team America. <laughs> um... Uh, but um but anyway there there were some I, I kind of liked the movie it was decent there were some I things about like it, it that I thought were a little I, I liked the hokiness of it like yeah like um Reebok it, it had some well I think that was one of the weirder things about it was you know I don't know was it entirely fun to buy product placement or what there was a lot of product placement I actually thought it was one of the better examples of product placement I mean if he's just walking through what appeared to be a mall and was surrounded by products. I still want, I want to know or where like the Apple a, stores are. He was either in like a mall or maybe like a train station. He went to a few places. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, so being bombarded by advertisement, that it, didn't bother It was me. actually a good... Tune advertisement. Almost a good satire on, on modern advertisement. It is, absolutely. Because do you think for a second that if companies had the ability to scan your eyes and know exactly who you were, they wouldn't go... And what you've bought. And what you've oh, bought. Oh, I know they do that. I know they do that. They... We're getting closer to that right now. And there's no concept of immunity or personal privacy. It's just like, and that's what your eye looks like. Check. So, so yeah, so I thought it was one of the better examples sure. of No, I, I agree. And I suspect yeah. that some of the people in that think tank that they did said, well, a lot of places just go too sci-fi and you want to base your thing in reality. And some of these companies are still going to be around. Yeah, yeah. I did like that um, a lot of... The, the the setting was not all that real, like um, sci-fi. Now there were some slummy modern. places. We, we could it, 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 it looks like we could age that way. There was some like just regular brick houses, and there and, were some really fancy places. So yeah. it was a little mix of everything, and yeah. that's how I yeah, think new, that we will. New evolve. apartments had gotten you know this you know your car at your door and yeah, trying yeah. to slide down. In the meantime, there were still brick buildings with fire escapes and yeah. whatnot. Um, that being said, 
I think the movie had some, to me anyway, some tone issues um, where it would just kind of go funny for no reason. And yeah. Like I, In particular, the eyeball, when he drops his eyeball. Yeah. And I guess it was like a goofy sequence there. And I was like, eh, that doesn't... Because it was, it, was it was a fairly heavy scene, trying to sneak into a place... And then he drops an eyeball out of a, of a Ziploc bag almost. Yeah. And the music changes to like this kind of thing. That was amazing. <laughs> I feel like we were just playing Jeopardy right now. Right. Um, oh, no, the whammy one. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Press your luck? Yes, press yeah. your luck. No whammy, no whammy, no Stop! But yeah, I feel like um, there were some tone issues where it would just kind of go funny for no reason. Yeah. Like, like almost slaps... Not slapstick. It, that was almost... That was kind of slapstick, honestly. Yeah. Chasing an eyeball down a hallway. Yeah. So that was... Some, some strange tonal issues, but, um, and just some things that made no sense at all. Like the fact that he was able to use his eyeball for a retinal scan to break into the police station, which. And then not have any alarms go off. Yeah, like, wh- like why, why, why wasn't his access to the building restricted, yeah. like, immediately? Um,. You know, Maybe or, they wanted to capture him there and they knew he'd come back, or, but then, then want to have his alarm go off. Yeah, or, yeah, leave his access enabled and then, you know, have some kind of silent alarm go off and someone's alerted that he's in the building, but... You'd think with precogs, I'm just saying. Precogs can only detect murder. Yeah, that so, was the best part. Here's here's my question, um, and I, I don't understand why this happened. How did the guy, uh, are, are spoilers okay? We're just gonna spoil. I don't fucking care. Do you yeah, care? let's just keep it a little light for now. A little kind of. What? Uh, why? Why was Colin Farrell's Character. murder not predicted? Oh, uh, because they were offline at the yeah, time. Yeah, because um, oh, they Agatha were... without Agatha, they it wasn't a functioning. Yeah, there, there are three. There are three in the movie. There are the three precogs. Oh, and they need Agatha to sort of make the other two work best. Yeah, they go out of their way to say it. without Agatha, the system doesn't work. Oh, okay. I mean, they say I, it near I, the end, but... I guess I didn't quite They said it before that, that though, so they can't, it wasn't like... Well, they I thought they took it all, all, offline because they really needed, like... like the, the official story was they just needed that verification, like that three-person... Well, once they <laughs> stole... Once he stole Agatha, mm-hmm. they, the, the, the tech said, That's the one you need most of all! Mm-hmm. And that was before Colin... Uh, yeah. Murphy, hmm. wow, okay. I'm not going with names. I, I, Colin oh, Farrell okay. got, uh, but yeah, that's, got shot that's by Max Inside Out. I suspected, I thought it would have worked. Like, even, even if not well without her, but... I, yeah, no, you, they should still... Kind of almost, the, the other two should still see things, I would hope. Yeah, but I guess they just weren't quite as strong. Like, why yeah. were they there if they're completely useless? I don't think they're useless. I think that they just work... I also think they took the system offline. But that's okay. just my yeah. own posit. Okay, I, I that was more for my own clarification. I, I, I liked I, I, without without spoiling though, touching on that. I really liked how you how they hacked the system, like mm-hmm. how they how they did. Oh, how, 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 how Max von Sydow got around the uh, yeah scheme. Yeah. Um. I, I really kind of I, I really actually surprisingly liked the Colin Farrell character. He was good. He was good. I mean, you didn't like him at, the, at first, but you're not supposed to. And he did, right. he does but a good he does a good job I, at I his suspect, role. I think they were trying to make you suspect him as yeah. a bad guy for a while. Well, also Colin Farrell is the guy I I don't care too much for just as a as a person. Like not that he's a bad person, but like I like he seems kind of thuggy. He's not he's nothing special. So yeah, yeah, right. But in movies, we were talking about this earlier. He just nails his roles. He's always just completely in them. There's never any sign of who he is unless mm-hmm. the character is is, is, is like more him. in tune with him. Yeah. So like when he does this role, 
you know, it's completely different, I'm sure, than, like, I haven't seen it yet, but when he does Total Recall, which is different again, mm-hmm. then, like, he, he definitely, he's a very he, he kind of by go the into books his actor. Yeah. Very European style, sort of, not, not a method actor. But, um... But no, but, I, I think the one problem I have with this film is that kind of went too... It, it kind of got to a point where the movie started to drag, because it, it has a logical end point. Absolutely. And then there's another 40 minutes. Yeah, and it was just like, well, the movie could have solidly ended here. Um, I'd have been totally satisfied. Admittedly, there would have been a, a, a plot hole, but they could have reworked everything before that a little yeah. to make that the logical ending point. Yeah, they didn't. We didn't need the extra 35, 40 minutes. I, I, I think the movie could do with a little bit of tightening about... Look, I think there's a good 30 to 40 minutes that could actually be excised and not even, change the story. Even mm-hmm. if they kept the same story, they, they could have shaved Just 20 minutes. T- this, it, needs some t- it needs some tightening, is what I would say. Honestly, I mean, I know it was a disturbing scene and it probably, would do, it probably behooves them to keep the scene, but they didn't have to spend like 30 minutes changing his fucking eyes. Oh, no, that, that, yeah, that was a long Contacts. sequence. Contacts! Boom! Different. Or contact, or just, you know, shorten it, not do another chase sequence in there, not do another hiding thing... Yeah. Sure. Um, I, 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 I feel the same way. I felt it went a little long. I loved the acting. Um, I really liked the atmosphere. I felt the atmosphere was great. I felt the actors were great. And that you, you know how much it pains me to admit that Tom Cruise did a good yeah. job in it. I hate that. I hate myself right now. I don't know. I, I felt it. I think was... before Tom Cruise, we knew how crazy he was, though. So, you know. Hmm. I, I think this was a little of, uh, you know, your classic Tom Cruise overacting a little bit, I have to say. But it's, it's, it is... Especially in the beginning when he was um, manipulating the... the, the, oh, the, the oh, the Wii screen, essentially? Yeah, well, yeah. He, he does nothing better than act like an ass. Tom Cruise, <laughs> like, Top Gun, iconic. He yeah. does nothing better than act like a cocky asshole. That's, that's, that, Top Gun's his best cocky asshole. This, he, has, he has some of it. He, it's definitely he's arrogant. Getting, especially here, he's when not... he talks to Fer- Colin Farrell. Yeah. But yeah, um, but I would say that. But he's always, even when he's not a great actor, and I really hate to say this, even when he doesn't do a great role, he still does it more solidly than most actors. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say, I mean, I enjoyed him in this film. It, it, is, it is a film noir essentially at, at you know at, at its most core. It reminded me a lot that. of Scanner Darkly. No, another Philip K. Dick work. Yeah, just that atmosphere. And I yeah. suppose it's the Philip K. Dick body. He, he, he does have that. You know, he does, he's does a noir mystery kind of thing a lot. Sure. Like, um, I think that that was probably the big weakness out of Paycheck, which we're not talking about. It's just that it wasn't. Like, it was treated more fun. Yeah. And that's, like, this is where Philip K. Dick really shines when they bring it down to this kind of street grit level. Yeah, I mean, I think the other one I'd say most is like this. Be, uh, you know, I know they don't like it that much, but um, Harrison Ford... Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Hmm. Which is, you know, Philip K. Dick, kind of noir Well, I've film. noticed yeah, that Philip K. Really Dick noir. can get really boring. Yes, yeah, so, he, yeah. Well, yeah, I fell asleep during a scanner. Dark a lot of his works are short stories. I can't blame you for that. It's Keanu Reeves after And all. get expanded into these, you know, it's a 30-page story. And, and turns into a two-and-a-half-hour two movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, normally you'd be like, if you can get 40 minutes out of that, but... Sure. But no, I, I there was a lot of parts I enjoyed. There were some parts I didn't enjoy, like, you know, the, sto- the story length, um... What do we think about, like, we've been doing this delve and we're supposed to be watching iconic sci-fi movies. How do we feel about its place in icony? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think it was, it's, it's only, uh, well, we're in, what, ten years out at this point from this film, so I think it definitely has had an influence on 
the sci-fi visual since then. It's that sort of that very blue shading. Very blue. I agree with it mostly because I saw that it it was yeah, just, it was it came about just after was it Blade Runner or Blade Runner Total, was Total Recall came out and then they optioned this yes. and it took them about ten five, years five or ten years That's because uh, nineteen ninety is Total Recall. That's about 12 years. 92. Or say 10, 12 years between the two. So Well, the script started development in 97. Okay. And then, like, you know, it just had to be delayed because of things like Mission Impossible and Spielberg's yeah. AI. But, like, so I can see where, like, this is, this is, to me, is really the precursor for the new Total Recall. It has, it has a similar look, but I think this has a, this is a more... This film is more distinctive than the new Total Recall, in my opinion. Well, I haven't seen it. I've just seen yeah. previews, so I'll take your word for that. But, like, I, I really feel like it, it's that kind of bridge gap, though, where, like, Total Recall was just so hokey. and Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's a Paul Verhoeven film. It has some, a lot of satire. I, but I think the, the original Total Recall is something else. I really, like, I, like, I love the aesthetic of that film. I, I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm just saying, like, this, to me, like, this movie is a sign of where these things are going, and there's not a lot of place for that hokiness anymore in the theaters. As much as people like you and me... We love it, but... Love it. There's not, like, they don't, they don't get away with doing it very often anymore. No. And the, the movies look more like this. I, I think this is. Gonna, I think this might get remembered as you know an important sci-fi film from the the aughts, particularly. Because I mean, I don't think like th- thinking back in the past decade, how many big sci-fi films were there really that really have had a, an impact? Honestly, it, that's a hard. It's hard to say this this close to it. But. And that's really like why I like why I like the Delve because there's a lot of movies in there that like that like we haven't done too many no. that we've picked out. But like there's a lot of movies that one of us has felt like no, this needs we yeah. you guys need to watch this. Yeah, so I, I think we haven't really hit one of those. I think Godzilla was definitely something that needed to be I, seen. I, I completely agree. Godzilla needed to be seen. Mm, okay. Um, but Splice, no, I, that that, that's, that's, that is no way iconic. That's a drop to sci-fi. Yeah, it should not be in anyone's list. I yeah. And anyone who put that list on, I would take in the question the entire list. I would question the entire list, but I would question the person. It needed to be looked at. Yeah. Um. But no, so, uh, like, any final thoughts on Minority Report, Jess? I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. High praise! I think that's really, every, I was like, that's everyone's like, eh, it's a movie from, like, the 2000s, probably generic action-y. I will say I enjoyed it more this time than I did when I originally watched it. I think I watched it, like, when it hit DVD in 2003. Okay, so. And yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more in this viewing. I mean, I liked, I liked the acting. I liked, I did like the end story, but I think that could have been put in there in a better way. I think it could have been connected better. All right. So on that note, our next, next is film is thirty three, which is please be good, please be good. The girl who left through time, which is an anime from maybe oh six ish. I want to say it's, it's it's a nice film. It's one I, I definitely obviously I put on here. But I, I, I um that's uh who did that one? Uh, Mamoru Hosoda. Oh, am I not? Uh, have you not seen this either? I have not seen. Excellent. It. I don't like being the only person. <laughs> Um, okay, I was thinking it was done by whose name is... Makoto Shinkai is the one who you might be thinking of. No. Whoever did, like, Mononoke and Nosuke. Hayao Miyazaki? Yeah, no. Miyazaki is the name. He hasn't, done, many, he hasn't done much sci-fi, honestly. But okay, okay so I'm, well, we're, we're, I'm looking forward to this, and we'll do that, then. and then we'll take another, do another, another spin on the wheel. Excellent. One day, one day, one of my picks is going to get picked up. Hooray. I have, like, a 10% of the list. If you but... have more picks. <laughs> Uh, I can't actually add to the track, can I? No, you finished it. Yeah, whatever. Mute this fucker. Okay, so that was a, a full episode there. Yep. How'd you guys, uh... Okay, so we're ready for the next one? We're ready for the next one. Okay. See you next time, everybody.